I'm Karen. And I'm Michelle. We're sisters. And homeschool moms. Welcome to the Layers of Learning podcast. Where we talk about family style homeschooling. Hi, welcome to the podcast today. I'm Karen. I'm here with my sister, Michelle. Hello. Do you want to tell them what we're talking about today? Yeah, we're going to talk about preventing summer slide. We're going into summer now and we are not year-round homeschoolers. Nope, we're not. We are people who need a break, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, I like to use the summer for family trips and going down the river on a tube. and you know. Yeah, we go to the lake a lot. Plus, I'm a gardener. Plus, we so. do a lot of layers of learning work in the summer. Yeah, so, so we are people who take summer off of our homeschool, but we don't love the idea of our kids forgetting everything that they learned. Yeah, and summer slide is just losing all the information that you learned from last year, all the skills, the kids lose it over the summer. But one of my favorite quotes from the Harry Potter books is from Albus Dumbledore when he said, what a year it has been. Hopefully your heads are all a little fuller than they were. You have the whole summer ahead to get them nice and empty before next year starts. And that is all too true, right? Yes. It is funny when you look at, for example, a math textbook. About the first quarter to a third of it is a review from the last math textbook. Yeah. Because they just assume kids forgot all that. Yeah. We got to reteach it. Yep. And it's true. They have forgotten a lot of it. And But in a way, repeating it a second time solidifies it more and they're older and they learn it better than they did the first time anyway. So some of that isn't a big deal to repeat some of those things. When they learn it again, they're not really learning it again from nothing. It it kind of comes back to them. Yes, yeah. you have to reteach it, but they go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And that, and that happens with reading yep. and other skills as well. So you can do certain things though to prevent summer slide without actually having to homeschool all summer long. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about. That, that's what we try to do. It's kind of a middle ground. We're not going to have a whole entire school day, but we're also not just going to forget everything that we learned. Okay. Our favorite thing, reading. We tell you this all the time. <laughs> You're probably tired of us telling you to pick up a book, but it is probably the most important thing that you can do to keep your kids' minds engaged and to help if, them if, academically. If that's, if that's all you do is read books together, go to the library and have a read aloud going. That's really, really good. We don't stop our library trips even in the summertime. We still go to the library. My kids still pick out books. We still read every single day. Yeah. We just don't call it school. Right. They just get to read for fun. Well, and, and if you have been preparing them to love books for since they were babies, then you don't have to tell them, go and read this book. You have an assigned 30-minute reading time. You just go to the library, get books, and they go curl up in a corner with a book, and you don't have to assign it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, we've talked about how at the beginning of the school year, I often will wrap up books and give my kids a little gift bag of books to start out our school year. We love to do the same thing in the summertime, like gift your kids books for the summer and they will think of it as a fun thing instead of an assignment. Right. Do a last day of school gift pack. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Like huh? a whole summer fun pack. And yeah. it's got, you know, it can have little learning toys and art supplies and fun books and all kinds of things so that you're telling them, yay, you get to celebrate and have fun this summer. You're not telling them they're doing school, but they're still going to fill their summer with, you know, off the cuff. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. I mean, you could have tickets to a museum in there 
or t- even tickets to an amusement park. Why not add in some, you know, purely fun things too with their books and their art supplies or their science kit that yeah. you bought them, you know. Yeah, we also still love to do family read-alouds all summer long. Yeah, we, we don't we have do them. that stop. We do them all summer. So too. even though we're not doing school, we are still incorporating some of our, you know, learning habits that are part of our family. We've we've done summer reading programs several times where the kids earn prizes. Yeah, the local library often has things like that that are really fun. They sometimes have calendars of little activities that go with them and things that they can earn. I don't know if they even still do it anymore, but when my kids were little, they did the Pizza Hut reading coupon so they could earn pizza yeah. and things like that. And then sometimes other local businesses will do it. Like, you know, the a local water park might do it and kids can get a free ticket or a half price ticket yeah, for reading. We, we had a local pet store that gave away animals. Oh. And the animal depended <laughs> on how much your kids read. And my kids were so determined. And we got, I mean, we ended up with small things like. Fish? We got fish. We got, I think it was some kind of lizard. What was that? Yeah, some kind of little Like reptile. a little gecko or something? And I mean, the pet store had it figured out because they gave you the pet, but not all of the equipment. And everything <laughs> that went with it. I was like, oh, you're kidding me. So we, you buy the aquarium, you buy, you got to be careful. You got to you buy the food. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we actually acquired pets that way, sadly. <laughs> but the kids loved that, it. Yeah. And they were reading, right? Yeah. What else? The other thing that we do, we do this all of the time because we're like this, but we listen to audiobooks in the car. We started doing it when we were going on family vacations. Yeah. And long road trips. Yeah, long something. road trips. And and the kids love it. I mean, we listen to audiobooks way, way more often than we listen to music, but I'm not a very musical person. So well, that might be part kids, of why they get so into the stories too. Yeah. They want to hear the next chapter. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, audiobooks are are a really fun summertime thing. And you know, whether you're in the car or whether you're at home, you can have that playing and it's it's a good time filler and you can also do other things at the same time. So, I don't know. I love audiobooks too. We also like to pick movies that are based on books. So we'll basically say, hey, we're going to have this movie date. And it's usually like a family movie date. Like because of Winn-Dixie, that, yeah. that book was made into a movie. So you could right. plan ahead. We're going to watch this movie. But before we watch the movie... We have to finish the book. We have to finish the book. Because we always read the book before the movie. So it's really fun, though. I've even given my kids tickets, like, to our little family movie theater. So it's like, they know a week out, we're going to have this family movie night. And then during that week, we read the book. And yeah. then we watch the movie And it can, there are even movies made from picture books, you know, where the wild things are. Yeah. So there's a lot of those, actually. We just watched Clifford remarkably good movie. I was shocked. <laughs> like our whole family enjoyed it. And I have, you know, kids and teenagers and everybody enjoyed that. And I mean, they spent their childhoods reading Clifford. So it was really fun to see it in movie form. Okay. Another thing to stop summer slide is family trips. And this can be anything from an afternoon at a museum to a, you know, week long vacation to somewhere else. But anytime that you're actually engaging in something and doing a family trip somewhere you're learning I mean yeah if you go to a national park you're enjoying the outdoors but you're also reading the little signs and going to the visitor center and you know earning your junior ranger badges yes junior ranger badges (laughs) 
I love taking my kids to the aquarium or to a science center or something like that. And yeah, we do that some during the school year. But truthfully, life gets so busy during school years that sometimes we don't get enough of that. And during the summer, we really can take advantage yeah, of the extra time. I, and there are some things that are just better in the summer. I mean, we have done digging for star garnets, which is a kind of gem, semi-precious gem that is found in Idaho. And that is an all-day thing, and you can't do it in the winter. That or, is a dirty digging experience. It is dirty, it and is it is so fun. digging. And my, my, one, my one son, I think he was about eight years old at the time. And he was complaining the entire day, right? It's so hot. This is so hard. We're mining. <laughs> and, and he's the one that the day was over and he was like, that was awesome. We were mining. So it was so funny. And he's got his little prize garnets yes, at the end. He's his got his little prize garnets. Little mm-hmm. gems. Yep. Yeah. It's, it is fun. Even the things that don't start out fun end up fun when you... Yeah. Are learning things as you go and experiencing it. I don't know. And it doesn't have to be super educational. Like just wandering around a botanical garden and having a picnic. You know, yeah. that's, it doesn't have to be super educational in order to be something that will keep your kids' brains engaged. Have you taken your family on the Hiawatha Trail? Yes. That's something that I didn't expect to have it be educational. So this is a bike path, a huge, long, how many miles is that? I think it's like 15 miles. The, the course that you normally do is like something like 15 miles. But it's you start at the top of the mountain and you go down. So it used to be a railroad track. You know, it was a railroad it's like a route. historical railroad route. Yeah. It was there until just after World War II, I believe. And and so it they've turned it into this bike path. And most of it is gravel. You know, but it's it's a flat, smooth, it's a even surface. Pretty nice. Path. It's nice. Like we yeah. even took our younger kids on it, and it was really fun. Yeah. So it's a gentle slope because it was a railroad track. So it's a gentle slope, but you're going downhill the entire time. That was something that we went on and thought, this is going to be a fun bike ride. It'll be cool. But along the way, there were so many amazing plaques that told the story, and you got to see the old structures that used to be there. And it was just really, really amazingly educational. In surprising ways. And not that you all have the Hiawatha Trail right there, because you don't live in Idaho where we live, but you have something around you. I think it's interesting that we go on vacation and we go and see all the sites, but often we haven't seen all the sites right where we are. Okay. When we lived in Hawaii, the only time we went to see all the stuff was when people came to visit us and we took (laughs) them to see the stuff. And it was actually, it was really fun to go see those things. But when you live in a place, sometimes you forget you know, you forget to be a tourist in your own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's actually so much around you if you search for it, because there's so much around everywhere. There's yeah. a history of every place that you can be at. Yeah. And so if you go and explore some of those things, it's really neat. Yeah. There'll be a zoo, an aquarium, a museum, we something. Went and toured the nearby dam. That was incredible. Oh, yeah. It we've, was so we've neat. Done, we have done tours of dams before and they're it's really cool the other thing that happens when you go and visit these places is that you end up rubbing shoulders with experts who are really into it because they work there for a reason you know they they work in these places because they're fascinated by that topic you know when you walk into the cave where you're going to tour the people who are working there love the cave they love geology you can learn so much Mm -hmm. just from the conversations yeah I like to have my kids help with the planning. Sometimes it depends on their age, of course, but you can have them plan something little like you're going to plan what our picnic is, or you can have them plan the whole day. 
if they're a little older, you know, like you decide what time we leave, you decide how we get there, you decide what we eat for lunch and where we eat lunch and, you know, you those, figure out how much the tickets are. It's, it's like those things that prevent the summer slide. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if you're asking them to plan, to write a list, to really think yeah. and write and... They may have to do some math to, you know, figure things out, like what's our budget, you know? Yeah. So... So, yeah, it's it's very organic in the way that you're going to have, you know, this isn't school, but you're still learning about things all of the time. Plus, if you have an older child, they can actually just plan the whole thing and you don't have to worry about it. And then that's one less thing you have to do. Takes it right off your plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they feel so good about it. Too. Oh, they do. They're, they're excited about it. They also feel a lot of pressure and they start to sim- empathize with you a little bit more, which is good. <laughs> You should know how hard it is to be a parent. You do a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) One of the simple things that we do to prevent summer slide is just a lot of outside play. Um, I love handing my kids sidewalk chalk and just saying, go at it. And they make little, not just pictures, but they'll make whole obstacle courses out of sidewalk chalk. They do all kinds of things that are creative and fun and interesting just because I'm giving them time and space to do them in. Don't you think that when they're playing outside, it involves the brain just as much as the body? Oh like yeah. It's it's I'd say it's roughly equal. Like because they're having to be creative and problem solve and figure things out step by step and work with another person usually. You know. Yeah, we're extra lucky because we both have kind of land around us, so our kids have cool safe places yeah. to roam a little bit explore and build forts in the woods and yeah but even when we didn't when we lived in the neighborhood we went to the park we went and explored other neighborhoods you know we'd yeah. go out and just see what was around or us. even in your own backyard they can do things right there that you know send them outside yeah it's it's amazing how imaginative kids get with enough time and yeah. space just give them a hot wheels car and some dirt and they're good <laughs> So what happens to your chores over the summer, Michelle? Do you guys still like keep your regular schedule? Well, okay, we we I have never been much of a scheduler with chores. I have tried to schedule chores and it just isn't it doesn't work for me. So instead of scheduling chores, I just tell my kids, "You do this, you do that." It works great. They do whatever I tell them. <laughs> <laughs> they're trained to And listen they're trained, to you. they're competent. They can do anything, you know. So so I have a little bit more relaxed as far as like a schedule, but the our chores in the summer are the same as our chores in the winter because we have the same household needs at both times, except instead of hauling wood and shoveling snow like they do in the winter, they're cutting grass and digging in the garden, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it changes a little bit. Yeah, we still have. But they still do all the chores that they did all through the year. Yeah, that doesn't we change. We also, probably more in the summer even than during the school year, we do kind of family work projects. Oh, yeah, that's true. You do end up doing that. And I think that's good for families. Yeah. And if you don't have any around your house, go find someone who needs yeah. the help. Go we've, and sweep someone else's driveway. Yeah, we, we've built fences around our garden, you know, and the kids are like, but then they do it and they're like, look at that pole I put in. You know, I mean, they're they're really proud of themselves. Of course, we, we, we heat our house with wood, so we get wood every year. Yeah. Getting wood in is a thing in Idaho. That's, that's a big <laughs> chore. Yeah. So we do that. Little pioneer style. Huh? Yeah. And, I mean, we've done house remodeling projects. Like we built a deck. The kids the kids helped me build an arbor. And the entire thing 
my husband didn't do it because he was super busy at work, right? So I was like, I can do this. The entire thing was tipped. So like it's all crooked. That was not intentional. Then did you have a whole lesson about the Leaning Tower of Pisa? <laughs> we should have. If I'd had you there, we would have. But Always but making it, connections. But it doesn't matter that it was tipped. We did it and there were only a few minor injuries. So... <laughs> accomplishment it was pretty good you know I probably thought of family work projects because right at this very moment our kids are all doing a work project yes yeah. I, I brought mine over we're at Karen's so I brought mine some of mine with me and they're all out there cleaning up from the winter debris yeah we have a lot of forest fires around us lately so we want to make sure that we like clean up our acreage and so they're all doing a big old work project right now as we sit here inside and visit with each other best ever yes it, it's pretty good and we can I, say hey we're preventing the summer slide right <laughs> right it's for their education yes it's good for you children <laughs> they actually enjoy it when they all do a work project together they don't love every second of it but there's an accomplishment that happens yeah. when you you do know that stuff. my kids actually like working they really do they and they know that they do do they like it when you say like when we say hey we're having a family work day they kind of go oh it depends but, on what it is but, but generally they don't complain too much they it always ends up feeling so good yeah when you've accomplished yeah. the thing that it kind of gets where you go, ooh, I like yeah, that. It's, yeah. It feels good to work. Yeah. Our, our kids have been taught to work and they, they enjoy it for the most part. Do you do very many like extracurricular type activities during the summer, Michelle? We do scouts mostly. You do that year round, right? Yeah, we do that year round. But they stay... It, summer time in scouts is the best because that's when you go on the most camp outs. You know, they, they do winter camping. I don't do winter camping, but my kids all do. I and they all not. feel very comfortable out there. I don't want to do winter camping. Just this morning, we we're having a discussion about how they don't have to bathe or change their clothes when they're on a camp out. <laughs> they're excited by that? <laughs> they are. <laughs> Jump in the lake. That's all. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I prefer to bathe and change my clothes. I do too. <laughs> I, I like we do, camping. We both go on family camping trips. We've gone yeah, together. Sometimes. I just won't do it in the winter. Yeah. But the kids, they don't, they love it. They, they love making snow caves. They've camped out in snow caves. Yeah. But anyway, they do, they do scouts all through the summer and it, it does increase a little. They have a full summer camp that's a week long and they do extra stuff. And I, I think it's good for them to be involved in that stuff. Yeah. We've done some like 4-H during the summer. We oh, don't have... Yeah. We used to do 4-H. Sports don't happen as much in the summer in our area. Yeah. At least. Like they just yeah. don't offer as much. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because it's too hard to keep to a schedule that the sports demand when you want to put in family vacations and other things like that. So Yeah. My kids who did swim team... They did have summer things, but it tended to be a little bit more flexible. Like, hey, we need you to show up at least three days out of the week. And if you're on vacation, we understand kind of a thing. Yeah. But it kind of depends. When you have a team sport, you really need to be there consistently for your team. So we don't do much of that. We relax a little bit. But my kids have been in plays sometimes in the summer. And so they'll have play practice or we continue to practice our music lessons year round. Yeah, we're, we did, we're done with music lessons. You're not doing we're, that anymore. We are so not a musical family. We were you having tried. that discussion. Well, okay. All of your kids took I, piano. Yeah, they did. They all took piano. And I never thought any of them was going to become a pianist or even a musician on any level. It was just a... It was, it was music learning. training so that they could learn how music works and have a basic understanding of notes and 
you know, the scale and music theory. Yeah. So, but we're done with that. (laughs) I I like playing games in the summer, any kind of games, board games, yard games, games. Yeah. They, they're good for keeping the brain active, you know, as opposed to sitting in front of the TV every night. Yeah. My kids love to play even the academic type of games. Oh yeah. Are you smarter than a fifth grader or... Trivial Pursuit or whatever. Do, do you, you know. play the Professor Noggin games? Yes, they love that. Yeah. The other day, <laughs> this was funny. We often play board games during lunchtime, just even during the school year. Yeah. You know? And so we'll just like pull out a quick game, like play just one quick game while we eat. Mm-hmm. And my kids brought Professor Noggin down and I was like, no, that is what we're doing this afternoon. That's the fun thing I planned in our... <laughs> to myself what are you doing they want to play professor noggin let them get it out but it's we have our professor noggin games just in with our other games and we've started playing games every night at dinner time i don't know why we just started doing that and and they will go grab a professor noggin game and to me that was like a thing i bought for school for extra learning but ah. but they don't see it that way to them it's just a game and it's fun it's fun you can do that with your big book of knowledge too yeah you keep the quiz games alive and then the summer slide with layers of learning topics doesn't happen because they keep remembering all of those things yeah. that you learn. Yeah. Because it's, it's not hard to remember it if you keep it up as you go. But if you completely drop all of it for months and then try to go back, it's a lot harder to remember those things that you've learned. Um, you can also do journaling. Yeah. So buy your kids in that summer pack for the last day of school. You could put a blank notebook and they can journal if you have someone who's a kid who's already a writer, you don't have to do much more. But if you have a kid who's not a writer, then you can do some little strategies. Like you can write notes back and forth to each other in the book. Yeah. Kids love that. I also like to just have my kids find notes on their pillow and then they'll write notes back to me or to each other. Yeah. And so we kind of do this little mail system that happens. And it's also fun just to have them write a thank you card to grandma, you know, just those little authentic writing experiences. So you're not exactly assigning them a writing lesson, yeah. but that doesn't mean they shouldn't pick up a pencil all yeah. summer long. Or you could have them write a list for you. Yeah. You my, know, a, my kids a list are often of, the shopping list. Yeah. Like, hey, write down the shopping list for mom and I'm saying the shopping list or a list of things we need to remember to take to the activity or a list of things we need to take on our trip, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the list is. We have a lot of lists at our so family. Yeah, absolutely. Reading and writing and all those things should still be happening even without a formal organized yeah. school day. Yeah. My, my son made up a code, like a secret, a secret code. code. Yeah. I love that. So, so like in, encryption, you know, he, he invented this new way of doing it. It's starting with a Caesar code, but then he did some twists on it. Right. And so, and I don't know what they are right now. I can't tell you. <laughs> and he would probably not thank me for giving it away, but <laughs> it's a secret, <laughs> it's a secret. But if you leave a coded message and then they have to decode it, and they can leave you a coded message and you have to decode it. That's double fun. That's double fun. You know, my kids started leaving little things in the mailbox for our mail carrier. She's the sweetest woman and we just love her. And they started leaving her little notes and little surprises out there. So they got really excited about what can we do next for her? Yeah. And they even had a whole little game of tic-tac-toe going on. So we have a laminated tic-tac-toe board and then there's a whiteboard pen that they stuck to the mailbox. Oh, yeah. And so when she opens the mailbox, it's got tic-tac-toe there and they have their x and then she writes her o and every day they add one and then the kids will like leave her prizes when she wins and so so it's fun to have little interactions like that and it's not a school assignment it's just fun it's just 
life, but they love to write their little letters to her. So they could write one to the children's librarian or... Or to their know. favorite to, author that yeah. they just finished reading the book and they had an idea for the next chapter or the next... Yeah. You know. Or to their coach that they just finished the season with and they, they, that they loved, you know. Yeah. So, when writing becomes really authentic, it's real to them. It's not an assignment. It's not homework anymore. It's life. And a lot of summer writing can be that way. And that's so valuable. You know what would be fun? Your kids want to do something or they want something and you tell them, yeah, I won't consider it until it's in writing. And <laughs> <laughs> Write me up a proposal. Yeah, right. <laughs> Persuasive writing essay. Yeah. <laughs> you you want me to bake cookies? Well, <laughs> convince me. That's right. <laughs> you can have some fun with it. I've never done that, but that that's a good idea. <laughs> I have had my kids make a menu. Like, hey, do you want to help me decide what's going to be for dinner next week? And then they'll like write up the menu. And on occasion, I have to make adjustments or tell them that's not going to work out. That's really (laughs) too demanding or too expensive or whatever. But, you know, it's fun for them to get to be involved in some of those things. Um, Do you do art in the summer? Oh, we love art in the summer. There's things you can do in the summer that you can't do so well in the school year. Yeah, one of the things that I like to do is just have art supplies available because my kids will just kind of do the things. I mean, this is probably more involved than most people will be, but my youngest son has discovered that he loves to make candles. Oh, really? Yeah, he makes candles all of the time and he gives them as gifts to people and he's just always making candles so he gets so excited if I get him new like candle making supplies he was so happy when I bought him this giant package of wicks he was like (laughs) wow (laughs) can you imagine I mean he's what 13 right so a 13 year old boy that's excited about getting wicks that's awesome he's thrilled (laughs) he must be homeschooled I know you might be a homeschooler (laughs) if your teenage boy likes making candles but but he's gotten so much good feedback from them everybody loves them so it's exciting for him yeah. to to do it <laughs> and the process is fun and I don't have to assign it it's not an art lesson he just I say hey you should make some candles today and he's like oh yeah and you know my kids love to have a little kits. they make bouncy balls they make the homemade markers you know all yeah. of those kinds of things they like to do if I just in the background turn on Bob Ross I can almost guarantee okay. they will grab canvases and paint. Yeah, and going. my my youngest son discovered Bob Ross all on his own. Stumbled he is across him. Such a good artist. Yeah, too. he actually is. And and then he started making things out of wood. He made. I don't think you've seen it, Karen. What we should have brought what it. Making. He he made. It's like a frame made out of wood. He took actual like scrap wood and he cu- he cut it to the right size and shape. And then in the middle of the frame, it has the shape of a deer, like a deer's head. And another one, he did a wolf. And they're wow. incredible. Like, he cut it out with a skill saw, right? He's doing this in the shop on his own. He didn't, I didn't did know he, about it until after he'd made it. He must it. have drawn it on first and then cut it. Yeah, he drew it. He, he designed it himself. He drew it on. Unlike me, he doesn't just trace. He can actually draw. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's good. He's good. <laughs> but but he, he actually, so for his last birthday, he got a sander and some wood glue. And I can't remember, but like a, a he got tools. Tools. And he was so excited. But yeah, that's... It, it's amazing what kids will get into. I never imagined in a million years that I would have a kid who makes knives, but my oldest son is yeah. super into knife making and he's so I, I researched think, it. Yeah. And I, I think what you have to do is whatever their passion is, just 
Let him go with it. It doesn't matter if it's going to become a career. That's not what this is about. No. I, I don't want knife making to be a career for him. I mean... could be a good career. It but. could be, but <laughs> it's not like I went, ooh, this could become something he just likes as a hobby. Yeah. And so we supported the hobby. Yeah. And we've done the same thing with our kids over lots of random interests. You know, my daughter who is getting ready to start dental school soon, when she was tiny... She was the one who always wanted to go to the dentist with everyone who had an appointment. I mean, she just loved going to the dentist. That's not normal. And no, it's not, but she loved it. So we let her. Even when it wasn't yeah. her appointment, we let her. And the dentist all loved her and took her under their wings. She was interested. She was super interested. She had cool questions for them. She was way curious. So instead of saying, no, you're not going to do that. You're going to stay home. We said, come along. And we let her talk to the dentist. And you know, it became something. And now she is going to be a dentist. Yeah. So you just never know what your kids are going to end up learning about. But that's not really what the summer, like helping their hobbies and giving them time in the summer is about. Yeah. But hobbies are incredible learning opportunities. Yeah. And I never, out of all of my kids' hobbies, I never would have said knife making, dentistry, candle making. (laughs) None of those were my ideas. I did not orchestrate any of that. It's just something that sparked in them. And I said, okay, let's go with it. Let's let's get you some supplies. And we got started. My kids have done forging. Yeah. (laughs) Metal forging. Again, not something I would have ever thought of. And look at all these things, Michelle. All these things that we just listed that our kids do, we do not do. No. I, I actually had have had almost no participation in that. No. I've gotten them stuff for it. I don't make candles and I don't go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even like to go for myself, you know, but... You'll take kids. I'll do it. But... <laughs> I'll do it. But I, I don't do well at dentists. I have a gag reflex. But... My kids are into it, so I'm going to let them run with it. And a lot of our summer learning are things that they just express interest in. You know, at the end of every school year, I used to have my kids make a big list. We haven't done this in a couple of years, I think, because they're just kind of independently learning now. But I'd have them make a big list of what they wanted to learn about over oh, the yeah. summer. Like tigers, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they came up with. And I didn't lesson plan or anything, but I'd take them to the library and say, okay, find books on your list of things and we'd sometimes find movies about it if they said tigers i might say hey let's try to go to the zoo right but i just supported their interests as much as possible and let them run with it it was a little bit unschooly yeah that kind of that's actually a good thing to do in the summer is to do some unschooliness yeah let your kids kind of drive the topics they will never do it if it's just them watching TV all day long in the summer. Yeah. You have to give them the, the space and the time to be creative and to think of the things that they're interested in. And then they kind of take off. Yeah, they do. Oh. Sometimes, I haven't done this in several years, but when my kids were younger, I used to buy them a workbook. And we would do, you know, it was just those grade level workbooks. So if they just finished third grade, we'd buy a third grade workbook. Or those ones that are bridges, like that say third to fourth. Yeah. We'd buy those. And then... We would just do like 20 minutes and that was it. You hardly even have to be involved in that other than just, hey guys, get out your workbook. Yeah. I mean. And set a timer and when it's done, whatever they got done, they got done and you can give rewards. You finished a whole page. Yay, you get a sticker. Yeah. You know. Every once in a while with my little ones, I'd have to kind of give them instructions on the workbooks, but 
they tend to be repetitive. Yeah. After they've learned how to do it for the first week, they're like, oh yeah, I know how to do this page. And they just do it. And it's not that they're learning a great deal. It's just preventing summer slide. Yeah. It's helping them not forget what they've already learned and what they already know. So that, that can be a valuable thing. I don't think it's 100% like you better do workbooks in the summer. No. Well, none, none of the things we've said that you have to do. You, I think if you did everything that we just mentioned, you would be killing yourself. Yeah, that's harder than your homeschool year. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. We're, so, we're saying the things that we've done over our entire kids' childhoods, not yeah. all in one summer. Right. So you just pick a few things or maybe even one thing. Like we said at the very beginning of this podcast, if all you did was reading aloud, that would be plenty. Yeah. So you just pick what you can do and do a little bit of it. And then yeah, that's and then, it. That's what you need. And then you say, oh, my kid loves to draw. Let's put a how to draw book in an art sketchbook in a gift bag. Yeah. You know? And then in the fall, when you start up with school again, you're still going to be reviewing that math. So it's fine. It's good to review things anyway. Yeah, it's amazing. We forget a lot over the summer, and then it does come back, though. But we like to just keep our kids actively learning and engaged and mostly keep them creatively doing things instead of sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, we want them to have memories and to have skills building and to have fun and to have a work ethic. I mean, those things are really important. As much as, you know, the the math or the science or whatever that they might be forgetting matters, even more, the family relationships and the good memories and just a fun summer, that matters. It does matter. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating wherever you listen. Ratings and comments help people find happy family-style homeschooling. Visit us at layersoflearning.com, at Instagram, and on our Facebook group. And make sure to tune in next month for the next podcast. In the meantime, we wish you happiness in your homeschool. Have fun learning! learning.